things you own end up owning you. Welcome back to the podcast, Cutie Pies. Today's guest is Tim Gray. Tim is a biohacker and entrepreneur and the founder of the Health Optimization Summit. He's a great English chap and uh, I had a great time talking to him about how he got into the health space, uh, the difference between America and the rest of the world when it comes to biohacking, um, how he takes care of his own health, and uh, his upcoming summit in June in London. Uh, also, my friends, I just dropped some fresh merch on my website, IHateOatMilk.com, so do check that out. It's mostly for the boys, but sisters, if you're out there and uh, you think I should do something for Sisters in Christ, uh, do let me know. Enjoy the show. So all this traveling you do, what's your favorite spot? What's the spot? Mm. Uh, at the moment, the current one is uh, Mallorca, for sure, mm. because it's... Uh, it's a really nice, really nice island. It's cultural. It's warm, and uh, it's super natural. Super, is it, super natural. Is it pretty touristic or kind mm. of not really? Summer yeah. months, summer months, yeah. But after seasons ended, so in October onwards, it dies a death, and it's just like completely empty and natural, and uh, 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 uh. but still warm. I love it. But yeah, I spend a lot of time in Croatia as well. Croatia is really nice. Croatia is the spot, man. That's the fucking spot. I like that. Yeah, but mm. you're um, not interested in coming over to the to the beautiful land of America? No, not interested. America. <laughs> um, well, I, I, before COVID, BC, uh, I was in the U, uh, the US a lot actually, mm -hmm. uh, doing quite a lot of events, uh, going to a lot of events, and doing the usual the mm. usual thing. Um, so it was nice to be there. But since COVID and all the craziness, where everything's <laughs> an over overreaction to everything. <laughs> I've kind of like not gone back over yet, but I'm going to be over probably end of January. Oh yeah, something like that. Where are you going to go to? Um, mm, see some friends, travel around, and, uh, oh, and I'm okay. working on a on a project in the US as well. Okay. So uh, yeah, but I'll talk about that another time. All right, all right, we'll be excited. <laughs> <laughs> so this stuff, this whole you know biohacker, whatever you want to call it, you know, like you said, I. I take the piss out of it and I make fun of it sometimes, but you know it is a real space that probably needed to be created, you know, for people because it's just it's just another way of saying healthy, I guess, or health these days, right? It's kind of just a new kind of word for uh, mm. modern people to say. I mean, so you know, as much as I make fun of it, I know that it's uh, brings a lot of good to people. And uh, but I'm curious how you got into it. How did you get started mm. in all this? By accident. <laughs> Yeah, I just I kind of got ill. Uh, must have been eleven or twelve years ago now. I, I just got started getting ill. I was an entrepreneur, running a couple of companies, getting up, uh, eating crappy cereal, getting into the office, working through till late, getting home at ten o'clock, eating some food, jumping into bed, getting wasted <laughs> on the weekend, and I had burnout. Uh, the, you know the usual story. Um, then I got you know IBS and bloating and kidney stones and it, it just the system mm. started breaking. Basically. So not nothing specific, nothing like you got uh, diagnosed with some disease. It's just that you were just uh, you know feeling like shit, like a lot of people do, and just mm. going on and and this and that and this and that. But if, if you go to the doctor, the doctor's just kind of like, meh, you know, you're fine. You're not gonna die. You're okay. Mm. Is that mm. the story? Yeah, 
Yeah, basically. Yeah, they're, they're, like, they couldn't find anything wrong with me. It turned out I had mercury poisoning, like ridiculous levels of mercury. Mercury poisoning? Um, Were you eating yeah. a lot of fish back then or what? Yeah, I was, I was oh. living off of sushi and I had metal fillings, like seven metal fillings as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, my levels were off the charts and that has obviously has a massive impact on health, as you know. Um, and uh, yeah, fast forward like three or four years, I'd been popping loads of supplements, trying loads of things out. I was using forums, uh, you know, biohacking really wasn't a thing yet properly. Mm. I think, you know, um, according to Dave, the first biohacking conference was like 12 years ago. Hmm. Um, so um, yeah it wasn't really well known then so I was relying on forums and what people were talking about testing things and then mm, fast forward five years four or five years I heard about hyperbaric oxygen therapy actually Dave Asprey mentioned it on a, one of his podcasts mm -hmm. and uh, it sounded too good to be true so I tried it out really liked it but no one in London had it at the time so um, I was commuting outside of London twice a week and it was you know taking two weeks two days a week out of my schedule and I couldn't you know couldn't afford that time so I started a clinic in central London mm -hmm. which grew very quickly so you had um, like an immediate reaction I mean you felt instantly better or mm -hmm. was it within day yeah really yeah, yeah it was really good yeah um so it when I was in the chamber I just felt super clarity mental clarity and I hadn't had this for a long time so it's quite weird it's just like super ping like I felt mm. like I was present again um, and I thought it might have been placebo, so I did it the same again, obviously. But that evening, uh, my my sleep was insane, like absolutely insane. It was almost like it took me out of sympathetic and put me into parasympathetic. Like I was completely relaxed. I slept really well. I felt amazing the next day, and over the next few days, I felt quite good. And then progressively, it you know it kind of dropped off. And so it felt like you know something was going on on my with my oxygen levels on a cellular level. And obviously hyperbaric, you know, essentially dissolves more oxygen in the blood for your cells to use. Mm -hmm. um, so I was going twice a week and I felt like, you know, peak, great. Over a few days it would come down again, peak, great. Mm -hmm. um, so you sort of, when, so, yeah. when you were feeling like shit, you'd kind of go down there. And then when you weren't, you'd just, you know, you wouldn't. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it was just ping-ponging up and down. So, yeah, so that's why I opened the clinic, just so I could do it whenever I wanted. So I'd, actually I'd take an hour out most days. You stick the post-it notes on the inside of the of the chamber and sit there and work or meditate or do whatever. Mm -hmm. So it became a real, really important part of my day and my life. And it helped me heal a lot of these issues while I was doing mercury chelation and, you know, supporting my adrenals and various other things. Uh, so that's, that's how I got into the, the, the biohacking space. And then um, 2017, I went to the bio, um, Bulletproof Conference, biohack, biohack Conference, whatever it it was called at the time mm -hmm. and was that um, one in LA realized, was that that, that yeah, one yeah Pasadena, I, Pasadena, I yeah. think I might have been at that one too man and we think we might have saw you there or some shit <laughs> I wonder <laughs> yeah Pasadena yeah 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 I, I think I was there way back in so this is what year you said this was 2017 yeah 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 that was the first one yeah. didn't he have another one before then no yeah he had no he had many before that one yeah I think uh yeah, oh was... okay I thought you were saying that was the first one I think I might have been at the first or second I just remember they kind of making it a big deal because it was the second mm. or the first I can't remember which one it was but um anyway mm. so you went down to Pasadena yeah? yeah yeah it was awesome I went with a group of us and then realized that you know the biohacking space is much bigger than I'd realized because no one in England was doing it so I came back to England started a little meetup group called the biohacker London meetup group Hmm. which grew to, you know, 500 people quite quickly. And, uh, but the thing is, a lot of people didn't know what biohacking was at this point. Mm -hmm. There was like, kind of like big question mark over it. 
So I actually told my mum about it and said, uh, I've got this meetup of like 500 biohackers. And she said, what's a biohacker? <laughs> and I was like, well, it's someone that uses like data, supplements, whatnot to optimize their health. And she said, well, why don't you change the name? Yeah. Or why don't you use something like, you know, something to do with health? And I was a marketer at the time. And um, <laughs> so I used health optimization and biohacker. And then we grew to like 5,000 people almost within six weeks. It was just insane. Mm. And so... Um, Anyway, the meetups kind of went, and we were doing it every six, eight weeks in London, and it was growing and growing and growing to where like 400 people would turn up every, every month on a Sunday morning for, to come and have Bulletproof coffee and hang out. So it grew very, very quick. And then um, people were saying, well, why don't you do a conference, like the Bulletproof conference or something? So mm-hmm. I decided to. Um, then I got to know Martin Tobias over at Upgrade Labs quite well, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, let's, let's work together on this. So I reached out to Keith and Michelle over at PaleoFX at the time and said to them, look, you know, uh, Upgrade Labs, Martin wants to, you know, work with me on this. I'd like you involved as well, because then I feel like it's a good collaboration, bringing the best from America to the UK. Mm-hmm. And so we did. So we did the year one of the Health Optimization Summit, which we got like 1,200 people to. And what uh, year was the first one? Uh, 2019. Oh, Yeah, so we had 1,200 people in year one, and we had actually Dave Asprey spoke, and... Um, John Gray and, you know, some usual, you know, health speakers, really all of the top caliber. And obviously in the UK, we don't get conferences like you do over in the States with this level of speakers. So it was quite a big, quite a big deal. Still seems to me that uh, the whole biohacking field is still kind of dominated by the US, huh? What do you think mm-hmm. that is? You, yeah, think, it is. you think it's just because uh, there's more sick people <laughs> here and because <laughs> Europe is a little healthier in general? I mean, seriously, though, right? Because, you know, you, yeah. got, you got into this field by getting sick. Uh, a lot mm. of people get into this field by, you know, through getting sick or maybe uh, maybe they were overweight and lost a bunch mm. of weight, right? Or maybe mm. they were underweight and gained some weight. So I feel mm. like it's it's rarely that you meet a person that was like, oh, I've had the best health, the best genetics since day one. And I was mm. I had a six pack at 12 years old and uh, I just got into this just, just by accident. <laughs> it's kind of rare, right? Well, it doesn't happen that way usually, eh? <laughs> no, it doesn't. I mean, there are other exceptions like Sim Land. I don't know if you follow Sim, but um, yeah, yeah. he's like, uh-huh. he's, bullet, he's bulletproof. He's like, I never got sick and I just wanted to biohack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are those guys but, for sure. <laughs> um, but um, no, I think partly it's about health, but also the U.S., like English people are weird, and I'm I'm quite happy to you know be one of those. In that Finally, form. somebody um, admits it. <laughs> um, and we're we're quite awkward and we're quite reserved. But the thing the thing is, America's very pro marketing, pro fifty different colors of each kefir, you know, like yeah, yeah, fifty yeah. colors of every hair dryer. Whereas in England, we have white and black, mm-hmm. or we just have you know one variant or maybe two variants, and we don't really like being marketed to the same. And I think with biohacking it does come this rich dude uh, rich dude feeling to it as in like all the, the, the PMF devices at 40k and the hyperbaric <laughs> chamber at 25k minimum and you know the uh, whatever visor with flashy lights it is of the week yeah. and um, you know and I think the UK people aren't quite so forefront and sold to so easy so I think we do get the quality things over here the, the, the things that are going to last but we're just a bit more reluctant. So, for instance, when we look at our talk titles at the at the summit, I have to tone them down from the America from the Americas to the UK, so that it's very you know the benefit driven, not you know best X Y Z in the world mm. coming to speak about blah blah blah. So, so there is an element of that as well. So I think biohacking is very 
marketing. And I, I think no no disrespect to, to Dave or the other biohackers, but they do promote quite heavily on mm-hmm. a lot of different products with a different code of the day. And I think this is the sort of thing that doesn't really resonate with the UK and a lot of Europe, actually. Yeah. So I think for us, health optimization does what it says on the tin. It mm-hmm. basically explains what it is. And when we did a survey on Oxford Street, um, before I did the first summit, because I was doing risk analysis, we... 94% of the time people said they wanted to optimize their health. 5% of people said a loved one. 1% of people were busy at the lunch break and just pushed us out of the way. Versus biohacking, which is a less than a tenth of a percent of people that knew it what it was, let alone wanting to biohack themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there's a marketing area of it and there's an understanding area of it. And, you know, there's TV shows like Netflix talking about CRISPR and things like that and biohacking you know and the media saying you know biohacker dies of taking too many supplements or whatever yeah, it may yeah, be yeah. <laughs> you know kind of like scares people away but health optimization can't it, it it is can't be um it's not ambiguous at all yeah yeah but you know i was listening to a podcast i can't remember which one it was but somebody mentioned this thing in the uk you have tall poppy syndrome tall poppy syndrome right you ever heard that no you ever heard that one (laughs) (laughs) it's this thing i guess that you know i mean you know maybe i'm wrong but um uh, yeah yeah if you're the tall poppy nobody wants to be the tall poppy right everybody wants to kind everybody wants you to be evened out nobody it's i think it's a thing in the uk that's what i've heard at least on this podcast that i was listening to that it's like you don't want to be the tall poppy that stands out that's doing better than everybody because nobody really likes that everybody's sort of like ew like ew you don't want to be too too um maybe too driven yeah you haven't heard that one (laughs) no i I mean i think denmark and scandinavia is a bit more like that where they like the the playing field to be quite level for instance there's ridiculous taxes if you have a sports car like it's double the price of the car and things like this to keep it you know level but um no i've I've not heard of that there you go (laughs) there's a lot of peacocking going on in london i can tell you that London is pretty. It's fucking. It's expensive, eh? London is really expensive. It's been years since I've been there, man. But uh, last time I was there, I remember thinking it's expensive. It must be even more expensive. It's well, America's more expensive for us now, especially if you go to Erewhon. Um, <laughs> the, the conversion rate is like I've had some very wealthy friends go to the states, and they're like, "Damn, dude, it is insane oh, pricing right now." And dude, with the conversion rate, it's just scary. So. It's expensive for us here right now, honestly, dude. Like I was just at Erewhon yesterday, by the way. <laughs> And I saw, and I was looking at the price. I was just everything is three dollars, four dollars more, just just because mm. I don't know what's, mm. what the fuck's going on. I guess the COVID craziness was. Uh, did that? How'd that wear off in uh, England? By the way, was it? Uh, was well, it, it, was it, it kind it, of. Yeah. It dropped off the face of the cliff. You know, kind of four months before. Before, yeah, it's just basically. Uh, no, that's it. Uh, you don't. You should wear a mask, but if you don't want to, you don't have to. Um, we we advise you that you do, but if you don't, you know we're not going to say anything about it and whatnot. Did you have any, anybody yelling at you in England or no? Like ever for not wearing one? No. Um, no, in Germany I did. Oh <laughs> yeah, crazy. those those they were the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I was on a train in Germany. Yeah, yeah. In, in the in the peak of COVID, traveling because I traveled pretty much through the whole thing, um, and uh, there was a guy one guy on my carriage and he must have been 10 rows away it's facing worse. the other way no <laughs> no joke no exaggeration and he kept on turning up like oh, like uh, mere, mere, mere catting around and he'd be like 
Oh, he was showing it to you, hey? <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, didn't, I just didn't. Oh, man. Yeah, it was rough out here, man. I, I was walking down the street one time, and uh, a lady walking on the opposite side of the side, sidewalk yelled at me, Why aren't you wearing a mask? <laughs> in the bit outside, in the middle of the day. Look, I mean, looking, it's easy to kind of say that you know, Monday, we're Monday morning quarterbacking, right? Because we're, you know, looking at this nonsense now because it's kind of, you know, past us. But even then, I thought it was crazy. Did you did you mm. have the same feeling or? Yeah 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 <laughs> for sure for sure I mean yeah and I, the funny thing is is I went through um, airport security in LA just before um, just just before COVID and um, I had EMF blocking underwear on from Get Lambs or you know the you know things so, so when ooh, I went through I security, okay. it went Bing 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 and it showed the whole area of my groin area like, <laughs> completely like metal and um, and um, I went to turn my belt over so I could show them it was the EMS like just the waistband yeah yeah. And the, uh, I guess it's TSA or whatever, went, Sir, do not expose yourself, sir. Do not expose yourself. Oh, like, man. Went, <laughs> went crazy. And I was like, I'm not exposing myself. I'm just showing you my belt. Do not, sir. Do Whoa. not. And I was like, people this were tense. Can escalate so oh, quickly, like so on edge. And I can only imagine that the reaction to CV19 was similar to that in many ways in the states. It's like in the in England, it would be like the woman would be like, okay. Oh, like, uh, that's kind of the difference between Europe and America. I think it's a big, you know, it's like I don't know. I think I think there's something about being able to show breasts on TV in Europe that's like just normalizes people a lot more versus here. You know what I mean? It's just like it's, you can't do this, you can't say this word now, you can't do that, you can't do that. It's just nonstop, man. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, indeed. It's crazy. So, yeah. So what are these what are these underwear made out of? What, what were they silver or some shit? What, what were they? Yeah, silver line, silver, silver line underwear. They're ba- yeah, I, I met the guys in Santa Monica uh 2000 early 2020 oh, they're, they're based here huh the company yeah yeah oh it's yeah yeah it's where i'm at right um, now man <laughs> yeah lambs l-a-m-b-s uh emf blocking underwear but i mean it's it's good to protect your bits but to be honest it, it, you should be you know mitigating risk every other way as well mm. just not just covering your balls mm-hmm. but uh you know, do you do, do, you do anything else while you're traveling like that like uh, other clothing while you're doing or do you think it's not worth it i don't know man i've tried some of those things honestly they're just not they're just not comfortable we just need like a a fashion designer to get into that stuff to make it look a look better and b feel more comfortable because it's you know it's just not comfy man honestly not comfy i think biohackers are generally a little bit more geeky generally <laughs> and uh, aren't necessarily fashion gurus so i can understand and they probably don't care about it too much uh mm-hmm. but um no I, I don't bother with it when i'm traveling i generally take like an air quality meter with me so i can check to see if it's horrendous air quality so if i know to open a window wherever i'm staying and things like that on a plane there's not a lot you can do about it other than sit on the the row near the aisle not near the window because the emf is almost non-existent down the middle of the plane and i've tested this on multiple flights oh really i've never never yeah. even heard of this um How, I've done you, the, you took a little meter with you on the plane or what yeah emf emf reader yeah it's like hmm. done, did the carnivore relius thing like he did with his, uh, <laughs> with, his with his bluetooth headphones huh. but uh i carry one of these around with me sometimes and for instance if i'm traveling through multiple hotels i'll i'll use check the emf to see if there's a router tucked away somewhere under the bed and then unplug it 
so yeah, I've done it on multiple flights and yeah, the inner row near the aisle is almost EMF free completely. So, so that's generally what I do for that. I take methylene blue to help with my oxygenation when I'm on a flight as well, mm-hmm. especially if it's over two hours. Um, and various other small bits and pieces with healthy snacks, but I don't get paranoid about being exposed to EMF too much, to be Pla- honest. The plane is tough, yeah, because you can't mm. escape it. I, I didn't know this bit. I mean, dude, I've always hated the, the window. I don't know. I just I feel like I'm trapped in. Like, if I want to go pee, I can just stand up if I'm in the aisle. So I've always been an aisle guy. I don't know. But first class beats all of that, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it does. When you fly, like, 10 times a month, which is, you know, I do 5 to 10 flights a month, you can't. You, business is just ridiculous. It's just <laughs> business yeah. or first is just 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 no point. Mm. Where'd you just come back from? Uh, um, so I've just come back from Germany now, uh, ah. 48, 72 hours ago. And before that, I was in Barcelona. Uh, before that, I was in Ibiza. Before that, I was in New Yorker. Uh, and before that, I was in London for a week. <laughs> You're a legend, man. You have a lot of experience on this traveling stuff. Man, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did... Uh, 78 cities through COVID. Um, 78 cities through COVID while it was going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Once, you... once, they said, once they said you can't get out of England uh, because we're no longer in the EU and uh, we're only EU people are allowed to travel around the EU, um, I got out immediately, uh, had a reason to get out and then stayed out the whole time and didn't come back So my house was empty for like... 10 months <laughs> oh my and, god uh, yeah it's, uh, it was um, it was awesome and I did that both years I did it 2020 and then 2021 as well but you had no uh, problems traveling outside of you know just going from England nobody no, bothered no. you except no, in Ger- uh, except the one to, guy in to Germany get, to get into yeah to get into Germany um, it, to get into Germany at the border they needed a, a, a reason for me to go in at the time this is post Brexit before Brexit it was completely fine no problems at all and I only ever had like one person mention about the mask, which is that dude on the train. Most of the time, I just, you know, if there was someone around, I'd keep it on my chin just to, just to be a good boy. Um, mm-hmm. If there was someone that was particularly worried, like an old person, before we understood what was happening in the world or how dangerous it actually was, I was quite respectful. But at the same time, I didn't want to be re- breathing in my own uh, carbon dioxide too much. And, yeah, it's not uh, funny, man. It's like there was no, no mentioning of uh, how to take care of yourself, how to be healthy, how to... Mm. Just, just what you can do besides doing all this precautionary stuff. It's like you, everything else doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Eat whatever you want. Don't exercise. Don't do fuck your sleep. Who cares? Just go. Don't forget to go to work, though. You know. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. Yeah. It's mad. It's mad. Actually, one doctor told me that they had seen in the surgery that the like ridiculous five hundred percent increase of people with eye infections from wearing masks and glasses. Oh my god. So breathing out, coming out under the glasses, misting up the glasses, and giving them an eye infection. <laughs> oh my god, that makes a lot of sense, man. Because I do remember people walking around with those foggy glasses. I remember people walking around with the glasses, and they would wear the goggles on top, and it's just like... <laughs> I know, I know, it was crazy, absolutely crazy. Oh my crazy. god, man, I can't believe it, how times have changed. And so now yeah. it's just like men in black kind of, right, in England? I mean, here is pretty much like that. You know, for a while here, uh, to go into any shop, I had to show them my card. You know, had, you couldn't go inside a bar, a restaurant. It was like the weirdest thing ever. It was just so crazy to me that everybody was just like... Most people honestly yeah. didn't care here, man. But, you know, that's it has to do with, you know, I understand California and L.A. people. You know, obviously other states like Texas and Florida were... Um, 
were a bit <laughs> better off at that time. Well, I mean, Florida had like a weird time for two weeks. I have friends in Florida, and they had a time, a weird time for two weeks, and otherwise, that's mm. it. They were done after two weeks. They were done completely. And and the thing is, the the generation, or should I say, the age difference for for Florida is significantly higher, isn't it? So and yeah, that's they true. Have less but, pro- yeah, but I, yeah, I guess but, but, I'm I'm talking about like you know Miami, Tampa areas where there's enough young people. It's not just like you know the retirement areas of Florida. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> if you go to Miami, man, have you been to Miami? Once, yeah, it's ten years ago. Oh yeah, well you got to go again. It's insane. I mean, it's fun, but it's fucking insane. You know, it's just. Everybody's like, you know, there's the mamacitas, you got the plastic surgery, you got everything done. The dudes are just shirtless all the time. Everybody's driving a Ferrari. It's just like a fucking, like, co- I, I mean, I describe it as L.A. on water with more cocaine, like a lot more cocaine. <laughs> That's the way I describe it, you know. So it's a crazy town. Yeah, and I went there, and it was fine. Nobody, no, it was not even a thing. Nobody even talked about it anymore. It was like during COVID too, you know. My my only memory of uh, Miami was um, being completely sleep deprived from a flight, and uh, some dude with a tutu, fluorescent yellow with fluorescent <laughs> pink socks, pulled up to his knees, dancing on the side of the street like Ace Ventura <laughs> style outside Denny's, and that's my only memory of Miami. <laughs> oh man, you gotta love America. It just doesn't happen that way in Europe, though. The craziest just doesn't. I don't understand. I I really actually don't understand what it is. I don't know why is this. <laughs> probably though right <laughs> we can't get good stuff over here apparently <laughs> i have yeah i don't know but i mean it, as they say america's 10 times everything you know 10 times the fun 10 times the craziness i guess as well and 10 times the size of with everything including supersized meals <sighs> my god How, how's the food in england is it as bad as they say still <laughs> man we have nothing left of our own it's, like literally, it's literally the best of everywhere now. London, to be fair, London is amazing, and England's definitely upped its food game for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the standards are much, much better. But yeah, yesteryear it used to be tinned food and rubbish. But yeah, the uh, the old um, you know uh, sausage, like uh, a, a little bit of beans and like an mm. egg and like the big tomato mm. that's like from a can. <laughs> Yeah, not, was, not, those uh, days are gone a little bit, eh? <laughs> the, the, the reason was this, actually, I was talking to my grandfather about this before he died, actually, and it's because during the war, we had rations, because we're a little island, or we have a moat around us, um, everyone had rations, so they had va- rations for how much food you could actually buy each week, mm-hmm. and um, and as a result, everyone would try to produce their own food, or like provide for themselves and mm. then of course the quality got worse and they'd have like sausages and mashed potatoes to keep them going so it's like the quality really did drop mm. and uh and it never really picked up for quite a long time afterwards but now we have the best of everything coming from there everywhere so you so don't feel uh, you don't feel you're deprived of like healthy cafes and Erwan type of shit when you're in uh, london are you <laughs> no, no, we haven't got Aero One, but we're halfway there with Planet Organic, which is pretty, which is pretty banging to be honest. It's the real Whole Foods. It's like what Whole mm. Foods pretend, pre- Whole Foods pretends to be Planet or, Organic. Or, yeah, or used to be about you know I don't know ten years mm. ago. Yeah, it has really mm. changed a lot. It's just it's just a big Amazon shop now for me. Like you know I'll, I still go there, but it's just um, yeah, it's just everything canola oil, everything soy oil, and it's just like I think there's probably more conventional food in there now than there is organic which back in the day like if you said you went to whole foods everybody would look at you like you're talking about Irwan. you know everybody be like oh you're going to whole foods bro oh and then now you'll go there and they have you know everything is mostly conventional there's there's always you know an organic choice but i think 
I think it's the, you know, it's it's dominated by just regular food now. Even like the meat, right? It used to be like mm. grass-fed only, basically. At mm. some point, I mean, mm. it was just like, there was not a lot of selection. And then it's just now, it's like the, the steps that they've created. I don't know if you've been there recently, but, you know, they have like step one, step two, step three. Step five is like just, you know, real grass-fed. Because remember also it used to be grass-fed. Now it's grass-fed, grass-finished. Then it's going to, mm-hmm. probably in a couple of years, it'll be like grass-fed, grass-finished, grass-after-finished. You know, they'll just keep coming up with bullshit. <laughs> but, um, wild herb, wild herb fed. That's yeah, the next yeah, 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 yeah. But now it's like steps. So now it's like you can get step one meat, step two meat. So it's like, oh, step one, just, just so it's just the same regular meat that I can buy in any other store, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Again, marketing, marketing. Marketing. We, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't put up for that over here. Oh, it's just man. like, it's do, like do think, organic do, or non-organic. Uh, bio right bio everything is bio bio there yeah i don't know man is that what it is though honestly because i'm always trying to i'm always thinking about like what is it about america that it's just like yeah is it the marketing that's destroying it because it's just there's like you said there's if there's one choice in america there'll be 15 choices right so it's like is that what it is that's driving this kind of um reduction in food quality that we're having you know it's just like you said more and more stuff more and more choices and because of that you have less and less and less and less quality well I think one of the things I've realized is that, so if we look at America, they have 50 of everything, an abundance of everything. Everyone is the American dream. You can make your money. You can do everything. And everyone's trying to sell something to someone. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty on steroids. <laughs> and then if you look at a lot of Europe, they don't have this approach. They just don't. They're just not like it. And especially if you go to like Finland or Scandinavia, there's just none of this. We kind of sit in the middle, literally, on the planet and also in terms of our approach so we're half selling but a little bit more mm. sly because we're english and um a little less up front hmm. um and america is all out full-blown selling so i think it's the same with everything is the more that you sell the more you need to produce the more you need to produce the more you want to bring down the cost the more you want to bring down the cost the worse the quality is and i think you know then you get error one people like that they're actually like we don't care about the cost we don't care about the price either do our customers even if it's 25 <laughs> zero bucks for, fucks. A, for a smoothie <laughs> oh like, dude yeah i mean that's what it used to be. It used to be when they just opened dude they opened up on a little area here in beverly basically basically hollywood anyway mm-hmm. and that was the first air one and when i moved to la uh, we used to go there, and that was it was a vegan vegetarian health food store, and that was my vegan vegetarian day. So I used, yeah, 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 that's what it was originally, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no judgment. No. Judgment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you haven't had a vegan or vegetarian phase, eh? You haven't had one. I did, I did, I did. That's why I have no judgment. Oh, <laughs> okay, okay. So we all did. That's good. That's good. So you cured your mental illness, huh? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yes, yes. I did. It happens. It happens. Um, no offense. No offense. But um. Yeah, man, I used to go there, and it was just a vegan vegetarian spot. I used to get, like, kelp noodles there, you know, and yeah, 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 that's what I used to eat, like, kelp noodles, and then, out of nowhere, Dave Asprey's coffee showed up there, and Mm. then they started selling his coffee. That was, like, the first place that I think he sold it at, and then they would get more and more stuff, and then, out of nowhere, they just redo this shop, they open, re- uh, make clean it up make it nicer and now they're all over the place in la man there's like seven eight locations i don't know how many but it's that that blew up but like you said man it used to be a nine dollar smoothie when they just opened up again and then it's 16 and then now you can get like you know add-ons like with your dragon fruit smoothie with like cacao nibs and like you know a bunch of other bullshit and it's like yeah 25 dollars (laughs) basically yeah yeah i remember um it was a yogurt 
some yogurt or kefir or something or other, and it was like eighteen bucks. Ah. And in England, it would be like four bucks tops. Is it? Is it raw though? Like, it was raw, eh? I, I don't even remember. I just remember picking it up, looking at the sticker on the side or on the bottom <laughs> of it, and just saying, "Like, I'm not, I, I'm not too frugal, but." There's some things I'm just like no, out of, of principle. Course. I'm not spending 18 bucks on a yogurt or whatever it was. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah, like... yeah. That's me. I'll just go in there and just buy whatever, you know, it's like sensible price. And then, you know, mm. you do notice the quality, of course. Like if I buy strawberries there, they're fucking worth it. They're $20 mm. a carton, but they're <laughs> fucking good. I'm, I'm going to, I'm sorry, everybody. I've got to be a basic LA bitch right now. And I'm just going to admit it. <laughs> they're fucking good. Because if you go to Whole Foods, even if you buy the organic, whatever, they're just like, mm. you know, the sour yeah. type of strawberry. You know, I grew up in Russia and like my, my grandparents had, um, you know, th their own garden. So like I used to get like real garden, like we could go out of the ground, pull it out and just eat it, you know, not even wipe the dirt off. And I could never replicate that taste in America ever until those strawberries. They're still probably not the same, but, you know, maybe there's a bit of nostalgia. But the point is, they're worth it. But then other shit, like you said, I'm not going to spend $20 on a bottle of kefir because it's just like, I can yeah. make it at home, by the way. It'll be way cheaper and, and more tasty anyways. $20 on a punnet of strawberries. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even over here, and we do strawberries and cream really well over here. This is like with Wimbledon, this is the type of thing that we specialize in. But still, eight eight pounds, which is about ten bucks, is yeah, uh, oh man, is about How, the limit. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the raw milk game over in England? Is it uh, legal, illegal? What's the status? Is it hard to get? No, it's legal. I get it. Um, I get it shipped every week. I get uh, two liters of it turn up every Wednesday, and uh, two wow. kefir as well. Over here, it's not illegal. It, you can't buy it from a shop. You have to buy it straight from farm, um, just mm. because of the bacteria situation. Um, but it's it's really re very easily available here. They deliver uh, it right to your door, right to you, or mm -hmm. you have to pick it up somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, I did a reel price? on it. Yes, I did. Um, it's called Hill Farm. Uh, in northern England somewhere and they just curry it down every week but I did a reel on it like a couple of days ago just because mm -hmm. I love it so much and actually I became really uh, dairy intolerant over the years with the various diets that I've done and things like that and less dairy because I heard it was bad and blah 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 blah. and then I mm -hmm. couldn't tolerate, tolerate dairy anymore um, but since adding in the raw dairy and I've been doing it probably for six months after about three or four months I started tolerating all dairy again Mm. So, obviously, raw milk has the enzymes that help break down the milk itself and the bacteria that help you digest it properly as well. And when it's pasteurized and homogenized, obviously, it kills off those. Um, yeah, man. And then, as a result, if I, have, if I do cheat and have a Starbucks with a normal, you know, crappy milk in it, it doesn't affect me at all for my digestion anymore. So, it's, it's been worth having the raw milk. And it used sure. to be that you would drink some milk and you would get runny pants, Yeah. I'd shit my pants. Yeah, it'd be like I'd wow. had a, a, like a, like I'd had a, a mug of brain octane oil. <laughs> <laughs> Been there, done that too. <laughs> yeah, I just talked about that on my last podcast too. That's funny. We were talking about like I, I'm I'm very sensitive to the MCT oil shit. Yeah, and I remember mm. having it and just like if I don't have a bathroom, I'm gonna shit right here, guys. Like I need to go to the bathroom. Just like searching for a bathroom, yeah. like I'm gonna kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, this is why I'm surprised that um, Dave didn't have better toilet facilities in the uh, Bulletproof <laughs> Coffee Shop in Santa Monica because, to be honest, that would have had a hammer. Yeah. Is it still there? I used to go there a bunch of times, too. I used to go there, get coffee and some food and uh, low-carb diet stuff. So, you know, like you brought up uh, raw milk, one of those things that, you know, maybe you've changed your mind on or maybe you've experimented more with it. And it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I try to 
not rush with making big generalized statements about everything, you know, except maybe, I don't know, fuck oat milk, but you know, I'm, I'm cool with that statement. <laughs> but, um, it's a good one. Yeah. Good well, one. you know, because it just, you don't know. So I, I try to be really cautious because, you know, like with the raw milk thing, right. It's, uh, or, or just milk in general, like as you said, you used to not tolerate it and you used to probably think it's the devil and it's inflammatory and IG1 is raises your IG1 and all this blah, 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 blah. And then now you're cool with it. Um, have you had experiences like that with other things that you maybe change your mind about? Ooh, that's a really good question. Uh... Well, maybe vegan. You said you said you were vegan, right? Well, yeah. So, I mean, it know. was definitely vegan. Yeah, definitely the vegan thing. I mean, actually, my half brother was vegan, and he was like, "Oh, it's amazing." When I first went vegan, my energy went up. And Still I vegan. So much better. He is, yeah, and his wife and his kids. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so I thought I'd try it, and so instead of having a chicken sandwich for lunch, this is when before I knew about health, before I knew anything. It's like must have been you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen years ago. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to give up meat and I'm going to become vegan. I'm going to try it and see if it does works well for my energy. Mm -hmm. And so instead of having a chicken sandwich or a ham sandwich, I'd have like salad sandwich. Or hummus. Hummus. That's a big <laughs> one, right? I used, to, I used to have hummus sandwiches or like, uh, uh, what's that? Um, uh, what's the other one? Hummus and um, baba ganoush. You know, baba ganoush? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, for a few weeks, I felt a little bit better. I think it's because I just wasn't eating all the crappy meat. And, uh, and whatnot, and I had the extra fiber, and so I was pooping much more regularly. Um, <laughs> but really, after a while, it just declined, and I tried it for about eight or nine months, and I just felt horrendous in the end. And you know, I was eating vegetables and not just sandwiches by the way in the end, but it just didn't work for me. I got super, super knackered, fatigued from it, and in fact, you know, I lost a lot of weight quite easily, wasted muscle as well, which mm. I'd gained the previous year and things. So. I just realized that it just wasn't right for my body, for sure. And mm. um, I'm predominantly, I, I probably eat 65% meat, 70% meat of my diet these days. And I find that that works for me. But it's got to be good meat, mm -hmm. uh, obviously the grass-fed organic stuff. Um, but I think it's the same with keto. When keto first became popular, everyone was just dirty keto. Anything, yeah. high fat, give me high fat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so much fat, give me more. Just give me more brain octane or like yes. whatever. <laughs> and um, and then you know, it worked for a little while and then people actually got sick and more intolerances because they stripped their gut by having too much MCT oil or whatever. Yep. And you know, it goes through this period of earlier doctors a bit too gung-ho and risky. And mm -hmm. they do it, they get all the data in, people say, oh yeah, it didn't work or it did work or this is what works. And then they go, actually, clean keto actually works for a lot of people with you know autoimmune. And then carnivore comes around and you know that trend with mm -hmm. liver king and carnivore redis and what they're all pushing quite heavily and, and Paul, uh, Paul of Saladino. Of and it's like, you know, I think Paul's gone through the same route with his work. It's like, originally it was like, if there was a bit yeah. of lettuce on his plate, it would be like, I don't want that steak. <laughs> and, now, and now it's like, you know, I eat all the meat and I like papaya and I like honey and I like eggs and I like this. And it's basically, you know, just, you know, yeah. uh, paleo. Yeah. So I think everyone, you know, kind of throws it out there and see what sticks and then it, and then rein it in a bit. And I feel like vegan is going through that on a global scale right now. A oh, lot yeah. of people are oh, testing yeah. it. They think they know better you know, they fight you because of, it, because of the animal cruelty and blah, 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 blah. And, talk about the ethics of it even though they don't necessarily understand it but i think everyone's figuring out what works and what doesn't right now and vegan is definitely one of those
Big for time. sure. Yeah, if you go on YouTube, um, there's so many I was vegan for 10 year kind of videos out there. And uh, the vegans hate that one. They, they fucking hate that one, those videos, you know. But there's too many of those where people just, you know, and they'll show you before and after pictures where they just look like an average person. And then there's that, you know, then they go vegan. Then there's that initial uh, stage of, let's say, losing maybe a bunch of weight. You know, hopefully, mm -hmm. with a lot of people, it's maybe fat, and they get lean, and they take their, like, selfies, and they got a six-pack, and then they mm -hmm. keep losing weight, and then keep losing weight, and then they just look, like, emaciated, right? And it's just like, whoa, not a good look. And then eventually they mm -hmm. come around. Yeah. <laughs> we call it recovering vegan. Recovering <laughs> vegan. I love, I love this term. <laughs> so true. When, when someone comes to me now, one of my followers, and, like, for instance, I had this last week. One of them messaged me and just said, Tim, brother, thank you for being so tough on vegans because you know i'm now a recovering vegan and i can't believe i didn't realize it you know you know i look back through previous messages that they had sent me and it was it was pretty heavy they didn't like me mm. and so it's just the quite same funny. person especially, the same yeah, person yeah, same person yeah wow yeah. Wow, yeah. wow wow that's big man a hate a hater to a you know to a thank you and it's happened a few times where people really said things and people yeah people weren't ready to hear this news or it triggered them for some reason and they figure out the trigger wow. was for a reason you know we don't trigger over things that doesn't bother us or if there's yeah. nothing a hundred percent touchy about it yeah so um yeah so it was it was quite nice to hear wow, that wow but that's, that's someone... shocking man that's shocking to me because it's just you, it's i get those you know fuck you fuck you fuck you or whatever and then but it, i have not i've yet to I'm, I'm hoping let's 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 i'm i'm hoping for one now you know that maybe i can get somebody to say you know what man my bad or something like that that'd be nice <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> well once this goes out i'm sure there might be some people that hear it and you might you might get it but i mean most of the time when there's a hater on a comment or something or other actually and it'd be like oh you don't know what you're talking about blah 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 sunflower oil isn't bad for you and you can drink oat milk or whatever it be mm -hmm. and i'd be like well actually do you know anything about the electron transport chain and mm. how our cells actually work and how the mitochondria actually function? Because uh, if you don't know about the electron transport chain, do not, like, you're not in a position to discuss this. Yeah. And, and I give them, you know, a bit of science, not too much, but a little bit, and then they don't answer. And then another follower, and this, hap this has happened probably 50 times more or whatever, mm -hmm. like, and someone else will say, oh, they've gone quiet now. <laughs> and I'm like... This happens every time. Someone's a hater. You yeah. throw actual facts at them and some science, and then they go quiet. And they yeah. never, they never ever respond. Yeah, um, I try. I try. I never get in with it on people. I mean, I've made that mistake really early on, where one time maybe I got got in on it with people, and then just realized they're they're not really even trying to have a conversation with you. They're just trying to tell mm. you "fuck you, Tim." Mm. That's all that they're trying mm. to do. But mm -mm. you know, but I'm I'm really impressed that you had some people change their mind. Mm. That's that's fucking bravo to you, sir. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, one of the things I have for this, actually, because there's been quite a lot of haters <laughs> along the way. Yeah. But uh, I have I have a rule where if if I can't have fun with them, ah, or if yeah, I can't yeah, learn yeah. from it, then I instantly block any hate. <laughs> but if I can have fun and like yeah. just, just like a bit of humour for myself to brighten up the day, um, or if I can learn from it, it's like if they do say something and they come up with something, and I'm like, actually, I don't know that. I will I will set myself a task and research it that night. Mm -hmm. to see if i'm wrong and then i will i will res reply and respond and say sorry if i was wrong or whatever mm -hmm. um so so I, I found that that approach has worked really well but otherwise you can just get caught up in the hate of people hate, hating you from you know sharing something about how you can love animals and still eat them yeah that, that was a I'm, gu post. I'm guilty of the uh, having fun with it. I just I just do a I do an American D's nuts joke. You know <laughs> you know those. <laughs> no, you don't know those. <laughs> well, Tim, we're gonna have to talk about this another time. <laughs>
<laughs> but I do the, I do a little joke. I, I try to have fun with people, and um, yeah, mm. and like I, I I think I do the exact same thing. If they get really vicious, it's just like you gotta you can't do this. Mm. You can't respond. It's funny though, right? Yeah, Some yeah. people will, will uh, like they'll follow every one of your posts and just to shit on it, and you're just like, Jesus Christ! Like, do you follow anybody else? Like, you have a lot of time. <laughs> Oh, like thanks for the engagement stats, mate. That's, uh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Or restrict, or, or sometimes actually they say something hate, and then I'll come back with a snarky, witty comment, and then I put them on restrict so oh. they can't actually. So it's like, and then you look at back, you look back at the post a few weeks later or whatever, just by chance, and you'll see like they've commented, duh, 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 and they're all like, Do "You want to show it?" And I'm just like, nah, "Nah." I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a good strategy. That's a good strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are you like currently into as far as you know your diet wise? Let's you know since we're talking about diet, what are you? It's probably easier, I think, to say what you maybe don't do, right, rather than than do because you seem like you've come around that circle of being, you know, maybe extremely um, restrictive, right? And then maybe now, like you said, you're not so restrictive. So maybe what what are some things that you you know avoid or don't do if you know that makes it easier for you? Mm. I mean, it's really simple. I eat clean veg, clean veg, clean meat, clean fish, mm-hmm. um, eggs, good eggs, um, and raw dairy. That's mm-hmm. basically it. So I don't exclude any food groups except for processed franken junk. Uh, I basically don't have any processed foods. There are exceptions to the rule. Like last night, I had some cheesecake, uh, which was made from cream cheese, so it was like a really clean one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do let my hair down a bit. But uh, really, it's just like eat as close as, as our ancestors would. I don't eat you know, packets and packets of nuts or anything like that. I th- you know, how, as many as we would be able to grab ourselves from a tree for ancestry. No, it's um, tough, man. Have you ever gotten a nut out? Have you ever gotten like a hazelnut out of a, out of a shell or, or a wall? <laughs> it's fucking, dude, it's a, a, like a arduous task. It takes forever. It takes forever. Yep. Well, yeah. in England, we used to have a whole big bo- uh, pot of nuts for Christmas with the nutcrackers. So you'd sit down there and do it and you'd probably get to five or six or seven or something. Or yeah. Like yeah. And, but whereas if you buy a bag of uh, walnuts, from Amazon in a big bag like this, which I did once. You just sit there and oh, get yeah. through like two, 250 walnuts. Or pistachios. Dude, I can kill a bag of pistachios <laughs> easy. And again, they're delicious and they have some good stuff mm. in them. But yeah, mm. man, they're just... Even even besides some of the, you know, maybe some of the oils that are in it, et cetera, et cetera, and if, how they're roasted, they're just really calorically dense, man. So you can get mm. really fat. I mean, I, I've, you know, had people that would like have like but i'm having just almond butter it's almonds it's healthy nothing else in it and you're like dude this is like a thousand calories you know in this thing and again i'm not a calorie counter guy at all but you, you know what i'm saying right it's just that yeah, no, I, I it's it just a lot idea. of food mass for one person at one sitting that's not really you know and also like you could eat so many things with, with those calories right that you probably would enjoy more even but uh, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no so so yeah just super clean in every way i can but i you know i kind of let my hair down five percent of the time because otherwise you're just a stress bag and you you know you, you actually your cortisol spiking because you can't enjoy any of the things that you know everyone else is enjoying so there is an element of like what's good for my body in the short term what's good for my body in the long term and what's good for my mental health you know when when someone shares out like there's a guy in the uk called fitness chef he's not into fitness and he's not a chef and he shares about you know how don't eat a full-size mars bar eat a fun size one you know like don't eat a whole pizza have two slices and you know because the calories are calories are calorie you know blah 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 and it's just like you know he says it's good for mental health to still be able to eat half the pizza like 
like it's not if you understand neurotransmitters and how the brain actually works with them and how it comes from the food that you, it works in your gut then I'm pretty sure that the mental health would be significantly easier if you didn't eat any of the pizza. But you still should be able to enjoy one from time to time and say, yeah. fuck it, I want, I want the pizza. Yeah, um, or, or, you know, my little trick is like, maybe make it yourself completely. Mm. Make the dough. Mm. Make the, mm. you know what I'm saying? Well, get the flour. You yeah. know, make yeah, the dough. Yeah. Use raw milk. Use pastured eggs. You know, and and also like by the time you're done with it, you ever see that movie? Um, fucking what's that movie with uh, Steve Carell? Forty year old virgin. You ever see that one? Yeah. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah. Remember when he's describing making the egg salad sandwich? He's like, oh, well, this weekend I made an egg salad sandwich. Like after all the guys were talking about like fucking the, that weekend before mm. or whatever, and he's like, ah, I made a egg salad sandwich. I got the eggs. I put the mayonnaise in, and he's like describing <laughs> it, how long it took him to do it, and then he says like at the end, he's like, yeah, and at the end I just took me so long to do it that I didn't really even want to eat it anymore and I, I, I find that same thing with like you know if you're making like if you're gonna cook a cake like from from nothing you know by the mm. time you're done with it man you're probably just gonna have like a slice or two and you're just gonna be like I'm done versus if you mm. you know you have that like moment you know we all have those moments of stress where you're really hungry and you just want to run into the store and grab a you know grab grab the shittiest cheesecake <laughs> or, or five Mars bars right and then just mm -hmm. scarf them down versus if you I feel like that time the process kind of slows you down a bit you know mm, for sure but the thing is if you're making your own cakes or pizza or whatever so i'm just going to walk to uh, air one i'm just going to get some flour <laughs> i'm just going to get the raw milk and just get this 250 bucks later ah yeah you got a tasty pizza three yeah, hours later. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so how about, how about with flour do you do you avoid uh like do you do sourdough bread do you do anything like that or avoid it altogether mm. I generally avoid all bread um, mm -hmm. just because it, for me, it spikes my blood glucose like insane, like ridiculously insane. And it takes a long time for it to come back down to a, a decent level where I don't get this with white potatoes or rice and things like this. And I've, I've tried it a lot. Sweet um, sourdough, however, I do like. It doesn't spike my blood glucose as much. And actually, my digestion really likes it. So I have a sourdough pizza every few months or mm. something or other, but not, you know, if, if I go to a restaurant and they say joint bread, I'll say just don't put it on the table, you know. Because mm. it, you know, you know what it's like. People just generally pick it up and eat it anyway. Uh, mm. But if they say that they have sourdough, you know, most of the time I'll say, yeah, I'll have a piece. Mm. But um, but really, again, it comes down to how much of this would you naturally have in the natural habitat if it wasn't processed. And it's the same with the nuts, the same with the bread, the same with flour, same with corn. Like for instance, I eat corn on the cob, mm -hmm. you know, or sweet corn. But I won't eat, you know, products that are generally made from corn. Oh, yeah, it's um, a big difference. You, you're not going to eat, like, four corn on the cobs. You're just going to – well, maybe you could eat four, but fuck, beyond that, I, I doubt it. <laughs> with a bucket of KFC and, yeah. and four corn on the cobs. Now well. we're talking American right there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you ever fuck around with, um, uh, like, corn flour, like masa, like masarina, stuff like this, like uh, nixtamalized corn flour? No? Oh, you should fuck around with that. You know what that is? That's, um, you know, corn flour that's been nixtamalized. That's, uh, they use, nowadays they use, uh, I think is it charcoal now or something like that or lime water. Where So it, it it's basically the same idea with like sourdough. It's just going to mm. eat up most of those anti-nutrients and then it's super light on the digestion. So if, mm. I'm sure you're able to find some masa harina there. You can just get it as the flour. It's already been nixtamalized for you. And mm. um, yeah, it's kind of the traditional old old school way that uh, you know Latinos, mm. mostly Mexicans, used to do it like that. So super awesome. good. I make tortillas out of it like that. I do have a reel on it too, by the way. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 would say, like I said, it's like the the sourdough bread of corn tortillas. You know what I mean? Mm. Super tasty. Nice. And nice. You, I'll check out the reel. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so, so sourdough bread. So you have it around. You're not super anti-gluten, like worrying about it all the time. But you're just not having pasta every day. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I don't I don't need to avoid it. But I try, you know, I try not to have it, but I don't care too much about it uh, because I'm just not having the things that it's generally in. You know, the sauces or like the mm. barbecue, yeah, the barbecue sauces or the pasta <laughs> or the bread or blah blah blah. So I don't really need to avoid it, um, and it doesn't really do much to me on, on an immediate effect anyway and obviously it does have a longer term effect for everyone and you need to you know have like i think it's four weeks without gluten completely for yeah. it to stop affecting you and then you know when you have even a little bit it kind of starts to count down again um so i try to avoid it but don't really have mm. the things that would cause me to have it, it it doesn't give you uh shit pants like you said with like with dairy that you used to do right you just have it you just don't feel as good i mean look mm. i love me a you know pasta with some clams and some lobster i mean fuck i love that but i would be lying to you if i told you like i didn't feel like taking a nap and just like fucking mm. bloated for you know probably for a day after that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 i mean that's why i just kind of avoid it but a nice nice fillet nice fillet steak a little bit of butter not too much uh, some maybe some herbs and spices and things like that, and one veg is perfect, perfect meal. So you're not you're not avoiding veggies. You mentioned Paul Saladino who avoids yeah. all veggies. You're yeah. not you're not a anti veggie guy. You're, you're fine no. with them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe cooked, yeah, I, maybe raw. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think someone that needs to be on carnivore diet and has to avoid all of these anti nutrient foods and is scared of veg has a gut issue that needs to be resolved. Um, in my opinion. And I think avoiding it forever isn't necessarily the right approach. My my way of thinking is, you know, what's the root cause of it? But why would you have to avoid it and other people don't? Mm. And, um, you know, regardless of thriving without them, why can't you thrive with them? And it, it doesn't necessarily mean having so much vegetable that you're having so much fiber that you shit in your pants all day, every day as well. <laughs> Very true. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, what's the right balance? Um so, so yeah, no, I'm definitely not avoiding veg, but I just, I just, I don't need that much. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, so how about with supplements? Have you had that kind of uh, come full circle moment? Or you know, like I used to take, you know, BCAAs and then EAAs and then like um, CLA, which you can just get from <laughs> butter. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I've done, I've done it all, man. So you know, I've had my phase of taking some stuff, and I'm not also anti-supplements i'm not necessarily pro supplements all the time for everybody either so i kind of found that middle ground where you know a lot of them i can definitely for sure say that they're a waste of your money and mm. uh but a lot of them like you know vitamin c i'm a regular vitamin c kind of guy taker like i take that regularly a big believer mm. whatever you want to say mm. so have you had um, that moment Yes, I have. I mean, I, at one point I was taking like 70 different supplements a day. Yes. I'm just like, it's too much, it's man. Just a, but you know what it's like when you go to Air One or into the supplement store oh, or yeah. whatever it may be. It's like, oh, yeah, I've always really wanted to try this and it's going to be a life-changing supplement and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, after a while, it's like, actually, I, I dropped out all supplements and then I did some metabolomics tests, so cellular testing to see what I was actually deficient on on a cellular level. Mm -hmm. um, and do quite a few different blood panels, and I only supplement based on what I need specifically. Mm. You know, at the moment it's like eight eight supplements, so it's it's still a few. And I do for sure like my BCAA, EAA, creatine, mm. glutamine, um, 
and uh, carnosine for sure because this in the morning after my water before my coffee is just like rocket fuel for me and i think mm -hmm. from from going from my vegan or plant-based days um not having enough protein or bioavailable protein and having to rely on crappy powders that my body just didn't assimilate uh, the difference between having no aminos and having the right aminos is significant in terms of brain power mm. again neurotransmitters is you know obviously significant for our brain function obviously mm. and i think you know when i've given my aminos to for instance my ex-girlfriend that was vegan uh, she would go from being quite shit on an earth type you know very stoic and always like calm and not aware of everything around to being like this like rampant person that's just like like super energized and you can mm -hmm. see the difference and i i feel you know it really does help me up my game significantly mm -hmm. so you know and obviously you don't want to just have just solid meat for breakfast so having aminos as a warmer in the morning is actually great pre-workout as well and obviously the statistics behind aminos bcaa and eaa combined um up to 20 percent better performance uh, in a, in gym and um in cardio exercises as well so i'm a big fan of those but apart from that i'm not a fan of the latest mm -hmm. things uh, i think ones that everyone should take such as you know liver bitters is amazing because most of the foods don't have the enzymes in it to trigger our liver to produce the bile and the gallbladder to release the bile mm -hmm. so i think liver bitters actually i've always, always like, like digestive enzymes you mean right or what do you mean by liver um, bitters? no so swedish bitters are um well bitters so it's various different herbs that are mm. very strong tasting and mm. what that does is it actually when it touches the tongue it triggers the liver it says oh we've got some very bitter foods to digest start producing bile which mm. then obviously goes into the gallbladder which then is there ready for when you do eat and you know for instance a lot of people that have gallstones don't necessarily have enough liver bile um, and their gallbladder isn't flushed out every day which is why it gets clogged up uh, people that don't have good digestion or have imbalanced hormones and all these various other digestive issues often because their livers are so down regulated they've been so gunked up with so many different toxins you know household products chemicals in their food um that their liver is just stagnant or sleeping liver bitters actually wakes it up and it says it literally says you have to start working right now and this is what, what, what brand do. is that that you like is you have a special brand this that you is like just or a, just this okay. Is, okay well this is bitters regan which i have bitters imported regan. from german from Germany. Schlag the flag um, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, there's, there's Swedish bitters are a traditional blend, so you can get them pretty much anywhere. So that's one that's one thing that I will never stop taking just because I had a sluggish liver for many years um, and poor digestion. This really helped mm -hmm. significantly. And then, you know, there are digestive enzymes such as the bio-optimizers, mastimes, which are brilliant products, to be mm -hmm. fair. And they really do help people digest things. But if they're not upregulating their liver and having the right foods in the first place, then the digestion is never going to be right. So, you know, there are things yeah, like that. Yeah, and I, I just, I just don't want to rely on them, which a lot of people do. And I know that argument of like, you know, I understand everything is in our environment is not optimal and all that. So we kind of have mm -hmm. to rely on some of these things. But, you know, again, I think there's that sweet middle ground, you know, where you're like I said. Because if you're going to eat some food and it's just going to ruin your day, you know, mm. if you can't have mm. w without without the liver or enzymes or whatever, whatever, you know, it's mm. just mm. I don't want to get well, to that place. That's all. But I, I agree. I completely agree with you. And um, 
I don't uh, I don't rely on them. I like adding them in. And the other thing is, is that the synergistic effect of all of these things, you just don't know what they're doing to you on a biochemical level. You just don't. It's yeah. like, you know, like if you think about taking meds and all the side effects and all the cross side effects and the side effects of the side effects who are crossing across oh, various yeah. medications. Oh, yeah. But if you're taking, you know, 40 different supplements what is that actually happening happening to, uh, doing to you and how much is it actually stri- stressing your liver of processing all of these things which has a negative effect on the body opposed to a positive one so yeah. i think it's much better to correct direction you know keep it in a straight line opposed to throwing it off left yeah. and right um so that's why i think it obviously health starts in the mouth and in the digestion and uh, the nutrients that we put in it if you're not got the good food with a lot of nutrients get it and if you're you're not taking bitters uh, to help your liver digest these things oh. then you should do that so you don't have to uh do that um liver king thing of deep throating a uh, hundred capsules or whatever the fuck it was <laughs> have you seen that? have you seen that video <laughs> more, more! Oh, yeah 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 i mean unfortunately less doesn't sell and, of course, um, doesn't of get course. you in private in, in private jets flying around the world. And yeah, doing yeah, all sorts yeah, of crazy yeah, yeah. Things. But, <laughs> there you go. But um, no, I mean, I, I take them. I take them routinely. You know, I do stop them, and I take them for what I need. I don't just take it for the sake of it. And obviously, running the conference and being a, I guess, a full time biohacker, I do test out a lot of different things, a lot of different technologies, and do test out supplements to see, you know, what they do to me. But if I was a general day-to-day dude you know working in an office i definitely wouldn't if it wasn't my career i definitely wouldn't be taking more than three or four for sure yeah yeah so you mentioned um taking some uh tests to figure out which uh supplements are good for you so what were you talking about there so there's a test called uh nutra eval which is from genova labs and that's um right uh i learned that from a good friend of mine actually dr scott share yeah i've done their um uh, what is the, the the fucking panel with all the? Uh, oh man, I've posted about it and I just slip slip. It's one of those brain fart things. But I've done mm. one or two of their panels too. They do do mm. a really deep dive into stuff, don't they? Mm. So yeah, which, yeah. which which one specifically are you talking so, about? So it's called Nutra Eval, which is basically a metabolomics test. And what that does is it looks at the the expression of the cell, so you can see what's in the cell that should uh, what's in the cell that shouldn't be, and what isn't in the cell that should be. Mm-hmm. So you, you tells you a whole a whole host of these things, and it literally can tell you, okay, this is how much B12 you should be supplementing of this type, or uh, this is how much uh, vitamin C you have going on, um, and how much you actually need to supplement. So it tell you even the milligrams of what you need to supplement on each of these things. So it's very very specific. So it's Nutraval N U T R E V A L. Well, ion, ion panel is the one that I've done. I just remembered it. So, yeah, it's pretty expensive stuff. The uh, ion mm. profile panel, um, I've done that and I've done some. I can't remember another one. But um, So that's that's a blood test that you're talking about. That's not a... Blood, it's blood. Uh, I think they do blood, urine, and saliva, I think, on that one from memory. And they, they, mm. you spin it so that they actually... Um, it's not just standard blood in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it has to be put in the centrifuge and sent away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes like six, eight weeks to come back, but it is really the the gold standard test, in my opinion. And then you've obviously got the organic acids, so it tells you if you've got leaky gut, uh, which is also my favourite uh, test. So you can tell if you've got things like candida or gut imbalances that are coming out in the urine. So it's a really telltale for females, obviously, that keep on getting UTIs and things like that, mm-hmm. um, and how your methylation is working on an output basis. 
because a lot of people know about you know testing your genes and seeing if you've got the MTHFR gene, which is the you know the popular thing of yesteryear. Right, but, right, right. You know, Twenty three and you, me, just do it really quick and kind of okay, I got it, and then it's like okay, so yeah. now what? <laughs> yeah, it's like well, I've got the MTHFR. I need to supplement with methylfolate and B twelve, and oh my god, uh, you know, I found this amazing thing. But the yeah. thing is, without doing the right test, you don't know actually if you do need to supplement because your lifestyle might actually be getting you enough of these things. Um, and uh, you might not need to upregulate them, which can cause all sorts of different issues. So there's the organic acids test, which is a urine test from uh, uh, Great Plains Laboratory, so which is also a good one. Mm-hmm. I've done their, really um, like. I've done the um, the mold test there. So mm-hmm. yeah, so there it, is mm-hmm. there is no as I say there is one other test that I really like at the moment. Um, There's a brand called Bionic B I O N I Q, and what they do is they actually run a whole panel of tests up front, and then they tell you and customize your supplements and then put it into like one pill you know three times a day or whatever oh um and so there i think this is actually the future of biohacking and health is personalized or individualized supplementation mm-hmm. based on your blood work quarterly or whatever They're really oh, that'd be really nice so you don't have to do the you know the 100 pills in a hand a handful thing right that's nice well, it's not good for Liver King or his bottom line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you, you can't. It's only one one product that you can sell. Yeah, you got to sell more, more. I I want to sell you more, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It won't work. Oh wow, interesting. And what's the name of that company again, man? Bionic. 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 Yeah, Bionic. Okay. Yeah, they're really good. Actually, they they exhibited at my conference last year. Really good, went down very, very well. And um, yeah, I'm working with them on the, uh, I'm doing their tests actually. And the interesting thing is, is because I work with like some of the best practitioners, um, just one of the, the, I guess, luxuries of running a conference and getting to know everyone. And I got them to do the blood panel for me. And then they came back with their suggestions. And then a, a, an elite, let's just say an elite athlete performance guy that I'm working with on my bloods, who's a blood detective came back and did very similar recommendations to what Bionic did with their algorithm. Mm. So it's actually really interesting to see how close they've got it dialed in. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not an affiliate. I don't get anything for mentioning them, but I do really think that they are close to where things are going to be going, supplementing, you know, based on blood tests. And then that's going to save a lot of hassle. As you said, that, that really is really nice if you can just take one multivitamin kind of pill capsule per day mm-hmm. mm. so mm-hmm. What, what if somebody you know and to take a little step back like what if somebody is just getting into this space is is the marketing uh whatever person that's working and is getting sick where would you start them we you know i mean it could be some of these tests because i mean you know let's face it 500 bucks for the average person that works in a city it's not that much money they can afford a 500 hundred dollar test it's not big fucking deal people spend you know that money on on much stupider things. Where would you would there be like a couple tests or one test? Where would you where would you recommend them starting at? Um, I wouldn't actually. <laughs> where, where I I talk about the unpopular things. So for me, it would be like, are you tracking your sleep? Are you truly respecting your sleep? Knowing that sleep isn't something that you just have to do. Knowing that sleep determines how you feel. Mm-hmm. and how amazing you can operate if you get it right. So, for instance, an Aura Ring or a Whoop Band or Bio Strap or not an Apple Watch because it's just there. But, <laughs> you know, are you, are you doing any of these things to optimize your sleep? Are you wearing blue blocking glasses and actually falling asleep when you should be tired, not when you're absolutely knackered because the blue light's been keeping you awake? Are you hydrating properly? Like, are you filtering your water? And not just, you know... 
mm. wanky. Oh, I want filter water, not tap water. Like, Buddha, I, I bought a Brita at Walmart. It works. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, um, yeah. You know, are you filtering your water and are you remineralizing it with a little bit of Celtic sea salt or something? And um, are you moving every day or are you sitting at a desk eight hours a day? Are you, you know, sleeping with a window open or two of you in your room with the windows closed all night and not having enough oxygen, too much carbon dioxide? There's, you know, the basic things. Shoes off in the garden. How how often do you get barefoot and go in the garden? You know, we need these free electrons to reduce inflammation in the body and to promote healing and, and help our blood flow significantly. And so all of these tests are great. They're really great and they can really help you dial things in. But if you haven't got the 80% nailed with those basic things, then there's no point doing any of these tests. You know, mm. it, otherwise you're always going to be cleaning up the mess. And, um, and if I could go back to, you know, 2010, I'd say to myself, Tim, these are the things you've got to do to make sure that you don't get, you know, more and more ill over the coming years. I would be these things, you know, I eject the toxic relationships that, you know, spike your cortisol that make you so unhappy and, you know, actually waste your energy and divert you away from your mission because you're always squabbling with someone and, mm. uh, you know, focusing on the amazing people that, you know, that really are good friends opposed to the bad ones and all of these things is, is really what I would I would recommend and then if you're still not optimal I would say yeah get get the NutriEval test done for sure and get the organic acids test done and get the Dutch test which is you know the hormone panel so mm -hmm. you, you know really where your hormones are um, but doing the I call them the fundamentals of health um, doing the fundamentals of health and getting those nailed, you know, things like your testosterone will go up naturally. You'll have a lot more energy naturally. Yeah. Your detoxification processes will run more naturally. You'll be happier naturally. Your brain chemistry will be much better, much easier. Every day will be like the day where you slept amazing opposed to the day where you're hungover and you feel like you haven't slept. And that's the, the difference that makes a difference. Unfortunately, that's not fashionable and I can't say more, and, um, you know, <laughs> And it doesn't make me a hundred million uh, a year in supplement sales. But the point is, is healthier people. And I think if people understood this, really understood this, and it, and they, and they understood the importance of these things, and says so just taking a liver capsule, mm -hmm. then I think we would all be a lot healthier, and you know, liver king wouldn't be quite so rich. <laughs> Fucking great answer. I love that answer, Tim, honestly. Yeah, because as you said, I think a lot of people will also will tell you like, but Tim, but I am tracking. And then you're like, are you really? What do you mean by tracking? You just mean like, well, yesterday I slept pretty good and the day before I didn't. And it's just like, I mean, and again, and also is is an aura ring a, a cool a cool thing that you can use to track and, and it's a great little gadget? Yeah, for sure. But um, mm. hey, you can just take a piece of paper and a pen and just write it mm. down. You could write down what you ate before bed. What you, yeah. how you slept, how you felt in the morning, free. Yeah. That's free. You don't have to do shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sort yeah. of. And same thing with food. I ate this. I felt bad. I ate this. I didn't feel as good. I got this bad digest. You know, it's, it's free. You don't have to do. And then you can maybe slowly dip your toes into some of the gadgets that help you do that. But I, I love yeah. that answer, man. Honestly, because so many times people would just recommend such an expensive thing. And again, at the same time, I do believe that most people, especially if they live in America, can afford a lot of these things just because you know they spend money on stupid shit all the time. Um, yet at the same time, they don't have to, they can do a lot of this tracking and experimenting on themselves for free to start out and then see how it goes from there. It's funny. So Ron, just to, uh, to confirm your point on that, about writing things down subjectively, if you write down how you feel on a one to 10 or a one to a hundred on your energy every day in your diary, how well you slept on a one to a hundred every day in your diary, 
what you've eaten, you know, you can track quite well uh, subjectively over a period of time. And it's funny because my brother didn't want to spend on an aura ring. He's an accountant. He's a bit frugal, very frugal. <laughs> you know, he would moan about spending two bucks on, on anything. Yeah. And um, so, but he was tracking down everything he ate. And he's a chronic migraine sufferer. So he'd get like 12 to 15 migraines a month, like oh, insane man. stuff. But he would write down his food. And one thing that he found, and you're going to love this. was that? He, <laughs> he found that 48 to 72 hours after he had canola oil, rapeseed oil, or sunflower oil <laughs> in anything, he had a migraine. Right? There you go. And his main trigger is, like, is that it's such a toxin for him and his body. And consistently, and it was like, must have been like 20, 30 times. 48 to 72 hours after he had any of those three oils that have been super high heat processed mm. that are in is in fuck oat milk oh <laughs> um is in this stuff though and people that are suffering with migraines like my brother and he's not the only guy on the planet that has this are getting migraines days later they don't even realize it and if you just write it down simply mm. you can see this Yep. You don't need any tech or spend any money for that. Yep. So did so he I stop have... drinking oat milk lattes or is he still drinking them? <laughs> that's, that's the real yeah, he's question. Ha- he's, he's having soy milk. No, no. Ah! Uh, he, no he's, he's super clean. He's basically carnivore these days and it works very well for him actually. Oh, um, so he, so okay. So this is not your vegan brother. This is another brother. You guys. No, that's why. Yeah, oh, okay, because why. I was thinking, wait, so did he switch over? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> no, no. So one's you, from so the you dark just... side and one's, the, one's with the force. Yeah, so. yeah, I was going to say, you got, you're trying to con- to convert the other one, eh? Slowly, slowly, but sure. <laughs> you're not my brother! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's, uh, yeah, he's good, actually, with it. But, um, yeah, it's just, I think, and whenever there's some, you know, fitness guru saying, oh, well, you can have sunflower oil there's nothing bad with it it's actually heart healthy and all this rubbish it's like do you actually know what it does to you do you actually understand what's in it yeah our bodies and you know i mean at the same time again i'm still look i I still go to restaurants and eat out and i know what's in there and you know like you said i let my hair down too you can't be an obsessive little bitch about it either because you know i I, I'm, i'm really big on you know maybe teaching yourself to not be so fragile it's nice to feel good all the time but i I also don't want to be the guy again like i said that it's just like oh my god the wind blew in my left shoulder and and it's just i can't work out that's it i i'm i have i'm having a migraine or whatever you know i just can't yeah yeah no No, i agree there is a a, you know fragile snowflake approach as well and you've got to you know balance these things up for instance you know when i was at my hyper alert super ill stage you know eight ten years ago whatever at that point i was like Oh my god, I've got this twitch. Oh no, I'm gonna die. Like, there's something wrong. What is it going wrong today? You know, there's always something. And it's yeah, like yeah. hyper alert with these things. And when you start letting go a bit, it's like, actually, I didn't drink for three years. I didn't have any alcohol at all. But I so wanted to go out and just get pissed or like have a night out and just feel like it wasn't, you know, I was back to where I was before, happier, yeah. but not sick. You know, and, and one night I went out and I got, I had three or four drinks or whatever. It wasn't bad. I was walking home, wobbling down the roads, you know, like, you know, like, oh, like man, a true Englishman. It feels like, yeah, it's like, this is what it feels like. I love this. Like, I and actually, I got better because I feel like my psychological health, in terms of letting go and not being such a control freak about yeah. being hyper alert, being, being sick, actually, I got better, and I did. I increased significantly in the coming weeks as yeah. a result of just saying. I'm not going to be hyper alert and worry yeah. about everything like a little bitch the whole time. Once every few months, right? Once every few months, you got to get fucking wasted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I come from an athletic background, so you know, we used to 
you know, train hard and all that, six days a week, all that kind of shit. And, um, mm. you know, but then we had a rule that you got to get fucking wasted <laughs> every few months. And honestly, honestly, there really is something about that waking up and you're just so hung over, your head hurts, you threw up last night, whatever. But then you just kind of get up, get the day going and then go work out. And boy, do you feel good. It's just sort of a, a cleansing <laughs> effect. I, I, I'm a big believer in it. Again, not every week. I'm Like a lot of people get shit-faced every weekend. Of course, no, let's not do that, guys. I mean, don't recommend. 10 out of 10, don't recommend. But um, once every few months, right? It's fun to get shit-faced, hang with your buddies, not worry about life, and um, just let go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's important. Very important, actually, yeah. What about what about when you're in um, social events though? Do you you know and let's say you have to have a couple of glasses of wine or whatever you got to wine and dine or you got to eat out or you got to do something that you know is going to probably make you feel crappy because you've been doing it say too many days in a row or too many weekends in a row. Is there anything like specifically that you do preventatively maybe to prepare for that night out or or you just kind of go with the flow? Mm, yeah, so I, if I if I know I'm going to go out and have a couple of Negronis and Negroni is my thing because it's Ooh. pretty much pure alcohol. Oh it's shit! High, it's, it's really high in bitters, really high in bitters. Yeah. And you don't get a hangover, and you feel great from it. And so, one also, it's very—I uh, like the look of it. I like the taste of it. So it, lo it looks cool, doesn't it? <laughs> With a little orange in but, there. <laughs> but apparently, it was designed by an alcoholic to get drunk really quick. Apparently, um, uh, but... <laughs> maybe I don't know. I know that the Italian guy invented it, and it wasn't even that colored yet, or, or something like that. The story goes that it's oh no, it used to be colored with like a certain specific type of bug that gave it that color, mm. and then over time, obviously, people don't want bugs in their alcohol, so they started using I don't know. So I'm, I'm sure some mm. sort of artificial thing, sad to say, but nonetheless. Um, well, it's actually, it's Campari, Vermont, yeah. and gin, isn't it? So it's, uh, yeah. but so the, it's Campari got, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically got bitters, like the same as the Swedish bitters in it. This mm -hmm. is what gives it the bitter taste. So actually, uh, for, it doesn't spike my blood glucose much at all. Um, I never get a hangover from it, and, um, and it tastes amazing. So, yeah. So I have the Negroni. Uh, I will, if I have a Negroni, I don't need to prepare if I have, if I go out for, a, if I have a glass of wine, I always take activated charcoal before, and I take, you know, like um, hypertonic or some. And that's salt. to kind of help pull out some of that stuff from your gut, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to draw the toxins through because, like, most people, if they drink too much, will have, you know, bad guts the next day. And that's mm -hmm. just generally because the alcohol really does mess with the um, microbiome. Mm. You know what really works for me uh, when I know I'm going to get pissed drunk? Uh, aspirin. Good old aspirin, just a clean little aspirin, no no additives in it. I take a two of them before I go and get drunk, and um, yeah, <laughs> significantly big difference. Honestly, you just feel way better. Well, again, the type the type of alcohol, like man, I mean, you know, I'll have a beer. I don't know, a couple times a year probably, but beers mm. is just like the worst thing to get drunk on. Um, mm. Wine is pretty bad. Any any of the darker liquors, um, you know, I think they're. They'll fuck you up well. I think yeah. the gin, the, you know, which is Negroni, right? You got vermouth. I mean, vermouth can, but it's just a splash in there. But uh, yeah, yeah. gin, vodka, um, I think those are the, the best choices, honestly. Gin and vodka for uh, as far mm. as. Yeah, uh, for sure. For sure. Or biodynamic wine. I, you know, for instance, some of the dry farm stuff I really like uh, mm, just mm. because it's so clean, low in sugar, lower in alcohol. Uh, doesn't it's not so toxic to the liver and uh, is that the one that's based in California I've had some biodynamic yeah. one but is that the one so it must be that one I just yeah. don't remember the brand yeah. name I've had yeah it. dry fine wines are the are the importers and distributors across the states they're like success success story in the you know biohacking space really hmm. um, 
good, great guys, great wine. They buy the best biodynamic from across Europe and ship it into America. So we get it in you know, Europe, obviously, a lot easier anyway. Hmm. Um, but they do a subscription model where you can have six or 12 bottles a month <coughs> delivered. And all the all the superstars and everyone who uses drinking dry farm wines, it's very, you know, like... Dry farm notch. wines, yeah. I th- I'm, yeah. Like I said, I probably that's the one. So so the, you're saying they ship the grapes from Europe or what? No, no, no. So they get the wine from the best, all oh. the best growers across. But they're, it's biodynamic, so it's natural, organic, um, biodynamic, which is very, very high standard for growing. Mm-hmm. has various conditions. It's generally grown on soil which has rock below it so the rock the, the roots draw up the minerals in the roots into mm. the grapes so they're high in mineral content they're not irrigated so they don't have fake water you know fake water you know like mm-hmm. um tap water spraying on them to yeah, help yeah. them get bigger and more water it actually comes from the ground so that way you don't get the hangover because they're high in minerals it's high in natural water mm-hmm. it's not so high in alcohol it's like under 10 or 11 percent and then it's not high in sugar at all, so it's not toxic to the liver when combined with the alcohol. So people feel great with it, actually. And um, so if I do have wine, it will always be biodynamic. And that's no exceptions, just because of the crap that they generally put in the wine. I gotta, I gotta pick some of that up out here. I, I, uh, like I said, I've had it before. Is there so? But there's other ones you drink in uh, Europe that are European. Yeah. Brands, yeah. Well, they just pick the best biodynamic wine from Europe and bring it to America, and then. Oh, and, uh, I see. I see. So, so they just so, do so, a variety of. It's not. That's not yeah. the actual brand of the yeah. wine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see, yeah I see. Exactly. I exactly. But if you want to get the best quality, and they have their like own approval ratings, and you know. Um, standards for the wine so that you know it is the best stuff regardless of you know of everything so that's why i i really like them and they're great guys as well actually they 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 supplied the wine for my conference uh, both years even though they don't sell in england just because you know they're in the biohacking space it's part of where they grew quite quickly they always look after dave conferences stuff mm-hmm. and does the wine for him um and so they've been great advocates and you know really are about health mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So I was just going to ask you, uh, I don't remember, but whatever. Um, listen, so uh, when's the next, uh, um, what, what is the name of your conference? What is the official name? It's the Health Optimization Summit. Okay, so when is the next Health Optimization Summit? Uh, 17th, 18th of June next year. 17th, 18th. And, and that's where? Uh, Central London. And you already have uh, your speakers confirmed, or you have some stuff up there, or not really? You do? Yeah, have yeah. No, we, well, we haven't announced them yet, but yeah, we have uh, we have a load of speakers. So, uh, for instance, Ben Greenfield's coming back again, mm-hmm. which I, I loved your uh, I loved your uh, Instagram. I can't, I can't wait to see his nipples. I was, I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dude, do you know how much that made me laugh? <laughs> ben, ben, ben is an amazing human. I love that dude so much. He really is. Like, he's, he is incredible. But that 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 uh, meme of him was just I was crying <laughs> hey I have fun with that I don't take any of it too seriously like I said so yeah, yeah. you got uh, your summit coming up in June what are the dates again 17th 18th June 17th 18th in London uh, any, <coughs> anyone in particular that you're super excited about and having I mean, everybody, I'm sure, but I mean, is there anybody new maybe that hasn't been to your conference or? Uh, so Jim Quick, yeah, Jim Quick's uh, Jim speaking, Quick. so actually. Who's yeah. that? So he's the, the mind dude about memory and speed reading and speed learning. So oh, he, very he's, cool, very cool. He okay. is top notch. He's a really great guy as well. So I'm really, really excited for Jim to be here. Um, and uh, Ben's coming back again. Obviously. Ben Greenfield? 
yeah yeah rock and roll sure. you should awesome. you should come dude you should come along it's like do you know you realize how many uk fans you have from your, from your, from your... <laughs> hey maybe my man i have some friends out there yeah so yeah maybe maybe why not <laughs> come as my guest man seriously i'd love to have you it'd be great all right my you, brother we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen then it's uh <laughs> june yeah man all right let's do it we'll, we'll do it um, we'll make it happen yeah. we'll, make, we'll make a good uh shirtless nipple uh a reel or something <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. I'll check out my nipple. Whoever's <laughs> watching this, if you haven't seen um, the, re- the, the, the meme that he did for, about Ben, uh, you have to. It's brilliant. Just having fun with it. But that sounds like a good time. And where can people find out? You know, what's the website? Yeah, healthoptimizationsummit.com. Dot com. Easy nice peasy. And, easy. and I'll tag yeah. you, of course, on Instagram and I'll tag the website of your um, summit. And yeah, my brother, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. That's a great time. It was nice riffing with you, man. It was really good to uh, speak face-to-face and say it's just on IM for that we've been doing on this for a while. Thanks, man. I appreciate your time. And uh, see you in London then. We'll make it happen. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, dude. See you soon. All right, brother. Have a great one. Ciao.